Pixie was dancing. Arms above her head, hands sheathed in black latex gloves, high-heeled boots stepping, one, two, one, two, reaching for the sky as she slowly rotated, hips snaking, one, two, one, two, stomach gently curved, honey-coloured skin as smooth as a marble statue, back arched, eyes closed, mouth open, lips wet and shining, her bright red wig swirling around her face. The view from up here took in the Quasette, the Bay of Cannes, the distant hills, the Mediterranean, mottled silver and orange and purple in the soft golden hour light. But who was looking at the view? Because Pixie was dancing. She was the most beautiful girl on cloud nine. No contest. She knew it. Everyone else on the rooftop terrace knew it. There was an aura around her. This alien creature, dazzling and impossible and untouchable. She owned the Baoli. What did it matter if she felt like shit? Day was tipping into night and the lights were coming on in the palm trees, giving her a pinpoint of headache behind her left eye. The last hit of coke was wearing off. Her scalp was sweating under the wig, itching. Her boots hurt her feet. She had a dose of thrush that her tight shorts weren't helping one bit. The song ended and she went back to her seat as the DJ mixed in the next track, said something, sounding disappointed, as if he'd been playing only for Pixie. She grabbed her glass and knocked it back. The champagne had turned warm and flat, tasted like sick. She grimaced, stuck out her tongue and ate a prawn. Bad idea. Her mouth was dry and the prawn turned to dust. Took an age to chew and swallow. If she stood on a table, if she could be asked, which she couldn't, she could probably see Jay's yacht from up here. People got excited by that idea, didn't they? What was the kick in seeing your own place from somewhere else? On a hill, up a tower. Hey, look, that's our house. That was a weird one. There were some things she gave a fuck about. Seeing Jay's yacht from up here was not one of them. She felt a buzz, fished the iPhone out of her bra, a message on the screen. She glanced at it. Please, please, come and get me. Typed, I'll be there as soon as I can. Tomorrow morning, promise, XXX. Added a heart emoji. Sweet. Natasha texted a heart emoji back to her. And then, there it was at last, the address. Pixie tucked the phone back into the side of her bra, picked up her Birkin bag and danced over to the exit, giving all the sad eyeballers one last glimpse of heaven on a stick. Look upon me and weep, you jellyfish. On the stairs, she got her other phone, the ship phone, out of her bag and phoned Ray, told him she was down. Ray had been circling in the BMW, turned up a couple of minutes after she came out onto the street. She opened the back door and flopped in. It was a warm evening, the air heavy and thick. Everything felt slow-mo. She slammed the door, grateful for the aircon in the car. Ray looked at her in the rearview mirror. Airport? One moment. Ray waited. Faithful Ray. Dog-like Ray. Deplorable Ray. She'd given him a hand job once. All it had taken to keep him on the side. She looked up Natasha's address on her iPhone, picked out a post office a couple of blocks away from where she lived, killed the phone, called Adrian on the ship phone, gave him the address of the post office, told him to memorise it, hung up and handed her iPhone to Ray.
Don't turn it on until you're back here. Sure. Okay, let's go. As they drove, she transferred the contents of the Birkin into a canvas shoulder bag, ditched the wig, changed into a pair of trainers and wriggled into the ugly grey Mac that Ray had left out on the seat. Then she shook her hair loose and wiped her makeup off with a couple of wet wipes. Finally, she stuck on her sunglasses and looked out of the window as they negotiated the crowded early evening streets of Cannes. People wandering in the road everywhere, as if they were in Disneyland or something. The view did nothing for her. You could get bored of blue skies and palm trees and endless, identical, low-rise apartment blocks lined with balconies. They hit the boulevard Eugène Gazanière on the east side of the Croisette and coasted past the sea and the boats and more fucking palm trees towards Joanne-les-Pins, then cut inland to avoid the traffic. She was humming a song to herself, 